Did you know that Blue Beetle's first comic book appearance came in 1939, just a few months after Batman made his debut appearance? Like the Cape Crusader, he had no fun technology or an alien scarab controlling his actions, and he certainly wasn't Latino. All of those things came in later revisions of the character. I didn't learn any of that from this movie. I googled it. Still interesting, though. Welcome to FF Plus, your outlet for weekly reviews that are simple, short, and spoiler-free with me, your host, Aaron White. We don't like to mess around here. We get right into things. And for this episode, I'm discussing Blue Beetle from Warner Brothers Pictures. It stars Zolo Maredueña, Adriana Barraza, Damian Alcazar, Raul Max Trajillo, Susan Sarandon, and George Lopez. It is directed by Angel Miguel Soto, written by Gareth Dunnett, Alcacer, and based on characters from the DC Comics. Cinematography is by Pawel Pogorzelski. Music is by Bobby Kerlick, and it is edited by Craig Alpert. It runs 127 minutes with two post-credit scenes and is rated PG-13, for sequences of action and violence, language, and some suggestive references. What's it about? An alien relic chooses Jaime Reyes to be its symbiotic host, bestowing the teenager with a suit of armor that's capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers, forever changing his destiny as he becomes the superhero, Blue Beetle. The Blue Beetle is very cool. This is an interesting concept for a superhero. But right off the bat, I've got to be fair and say that the movie doesn't do a very good job of introducing us to the history and the mythology of this character outside of making fun of the fact that it harkens back to another rich do-gooder like Batman. As for the alien scarab itself, we meet it as a sentient character but get almost no understanding of where it came from or why it needs a host, or why it chose Jaime Reyes, or why it wants to particularly be a hero versus a villain. I think that this was a missed opportunity to go deeper into the origin of the character, especially considering some of the things I told you in the beginning, like that this character wasn't originally Latino. And so by connecting it, to that culture and making this entire film a celebration of Mexican heritage, I really wanted to understand why this character was being created and what made him unique and special and why this beetle that has existed for decades and has had previous hosts wanted Jaime Reyes to be the person in charge of it or I guess connected to it. Rather, it's not really a either or, it's a partnership sort of situation. I did mostly enjoy the CGI though. I think that the Blue Beetle suit and the various powers make it interesting and give us the opportunity for some visually appealing and interesting ideas. It works kind of like a Green Lantern where it can project anything that the 
symbiotic host is thinking or wants, and that transforms itself into different types of physical weapons, and it manifests into things that often were references to other comic book movies, video games, etc. For the most part, most of the action looked really good, though. There are a couple of sequences where that wasn't the case, but it's by far better than the dumpster fire of overall CGI that we have seen in things like The Flash most recently from DC. The story itself is one that is really steeped in this very, very blunt anti-gentrification message about the importance of family being what matters and staying together in a world that isn't really sticking up for you and that is just pushing you to the sidelines. It's extremely culturally specific. And I felt very strongly that despite not understanding or knowing some of the references that were made, some of the family dynamics, things that I would have never experienced for myself, that Angel Miguel Suda is really bringing an authenticity to this. I felt like this is exactly what these families probably acted like. And it was sort of a joy to be a part of that and kind of exposed to that world. And I thought that that was one of the strongest elements of this film was when the family came together and just were hanging out together, enjoying each other in the dining room or experiencing crazy things together and coming together to help each other out. The problem is when you mix that with the action, it turns into something that sort of is like Spy Kids because none of these people are meant to be heroes. There's no physical fitness capacity to them. They're not martial artists. They're just a bunch of normal everyday humans that are going up against crazy odds and technology and somehow being able to mostly come out on top. But back to the culturally specific nature of this, I do think that many Latinos are most likely going to really feel very seen and relate to what they see here. Uh, the film not only goes into gentrification in a big way and really hammers that home, but it also portrays the mistreatment of Latino people throughout by way of showing us characters who mispronounce names on purpose or call people by incorrect names, people who make fun of the culture that they see the Latino characters uh, participating in. Also things like Latinos being the cleaning crew for a big, large, rich house of white people and generally just treating them as other and lesser than. Also along these lines, the film is in a mixture of English and Spanish and Spanglish. And in previous films, I've sometimes struggled with that and disliked when movies didn't have subtitles for all of the language. I felt left out in a way or unable to engage with scenes because I didn't understand what was being said. There's quite a bit of banter here that happens only in Spanish, and it didn't bother me one bit. In fact, I found it quite endearing, and I never found myself unable to understand or get the general idea of what was being said or what characters were intending in any given scene. The movie does have some stakes, and I give it credit for that. 
I appreciated that it wasn't just a matter of everyone coming out on top. As silly as the villains are, there is a threat of loss here that made me take it a little more seriously. The problem I have is that for all the fun moments that Blue Beetle gives, and there are plenty, I was entertained throughout, there are also some absolutely ridiculous ones. The tone is just wildly inconsistent. It takes its serious moments very serious, and then it drops into silliness and is just completely off the rails. And I think you compare it to something like The World of Zack Snyder, no matter what you think about his universe, it is consistent. It has a singular tone, and all the movies that exist within it are, are this certain way. And I'm a little concerned that all of the movies we're starting to get from DC are acting like Blue Beetle. I don't want every superhero to be funny or have a funny sidekick next to him at all times. This is starting to feel like DC is copying Marvel's homework instead of the independent visions that we've seen from some of their past films. Like them or love them, those movies were absolutely interesting in some way. This, not so much. It's just passable because it's this thrown together culmination of things that we've already seen before and therefore it doesn't stand out and it's not gonna stick with you visually though along with the cgi looking pretty good and some of the fight scenes being interesting the city is set in palmyra city this is a fictional city that is in the same world as cities like gotham and metropolis it's got a cyberpunk-esque look and vibe to it in the comic books it's supposedly set in texas but I felt like it was in Miami with all of the neon and then the constant references to the keys. It's also the home of Cord Industries. And this is a company run by the main antagonist of the film, Victoria Cord, played pretty horribly by Susan Sarandon, if I'm being honest. She's just a power-hungry, rich white woman who didn't feel like she was given the correct due previously. She's now in charge of this company and she wants to create super soldiers and take over the world. Fun, right? Absolutely boring. Tired of seeing it. It's the same thing over and over again. Let's do something new, please. The other antagonist is her lackey, her henchman, who is also Latino and clearly being exploited and what most of the fighting amounts to is him in a red suit versus Blue Beetle in a blue suit, both with various weaponry, doing interesting things, and making references that really clearly allude to fights that you might see in an anime or a video game cutscene. The movie is full of references to those kind of things. From Batman and Superman, as you'd expect, to References to Green Lantern, as I said before, to Spider-Man. There's a Thor reference in here. There's a Mortal Kombat reference in here. There's Nintendo references in here. It's like pretty much what you expect from any blockbuster comic book IP these days. There's just so little creativity to the plot. Every character is a cliche. And it's just the same thing we've seen before spit out with a different color scheme. And though it is touching at times, honestly, with its depiction of its family dynamics. Ultimately, 
it's hard to be invested in any of these characters because I never felt like I got to know anyone beyond the most basic surface level. I guess I'm glad this isn't tied into another franchise yet, though, and it doesn't have a bunch of references to other DC movies. At least it's its own thing, and I can give it some points for that as well. The acting overall outside of Susan Sarandon's horribly drawn character is pretty solid. The problem for me is that Zolo is such a charismatic actor. You can feel it wanting to come out of him at practically all times. And the script just doesn't let his Jaime Reyes go for it. It, it kind of holds him back in a way that I felt was really disappointing. And I thought that he had so much more to offer than we got to see on screen here. George Lopez, he's a scene stealer. He is the thing that people are going to come out of this movie talking about the most, I think, outside of just its depiction of Mexican heritage and Latino culture. And that's kind of a problem when it's just a random supporting character. He plays the wacky uncle. He's a conspiracy theorist, but secretly he's a computer whiz, like the guy in the chair, right? And he is always joking. He's got black fingernail polish. He wears a mullet and this long kung fu master-like beard. He is able to fly things with no training whatsoever and does completely absurd and unpredictable and unbelievable things. But he's funny when doing it. And so you remember him at least. And I don't know if that's really a good thing or not, like I said, but it is something that will stick with me. I will always have his performance and feel like it was something that I remember enjoying. So really, that's where I fall on Blue Beetle. Just slightly to the positive side. I do appreciate what this was going for and what it is going to mean to people that come from this culture that are not like me. And so we can't discount that, in my opinion. But I think they deserved better. I think they deserved more than just a bunch of references to what it was like growing up Latino. And I think that their superhero and their superhero movie should have been a lot more interesting, dynamic, unique, and really leaned into some more personality traits of the characters that it highlights. So it's not a total loss, but it's like barely a win for DC. And I guess in the big scheme of things, that's huge considering what their recent track record has been. Well, that's it for this episode of FF Plus. I hope that you've enjoyed this and I hope that I have helped you make a decision on whether or not to see this film. That's my goal with each and every review. If you're enjoying this, please share with a friend. Leave us a review on whatever platform you listen or watch on. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate that and it means the world to us. As always, I'll be back soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling.